Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Game Cola Podcast. This is podcast number 46. Uh, with me today are Nathaniel Hoover and Michael Gray. Everyone introduce yourselves. Word up. I'm Nathaniel Hoover. I write occasionally at some point the Flash Flood column on GameCola.net, of course. This is where we are. And also I do the Sprite Flicker column, and I lazily administrate the Game Cola YouTube channel. Um, my name is Michael Gray. Apparently I am the new Game Cola YouTube channel person thingy. I don't know what that means. I'm recording videos for the YouTube channel, but I'm not really doing commentary for them. I'm just like the video recorder, and then other people are doing commentary. Oh, exciting. Mm-hmm. So uh, here today, we are uh, going to be doing some catching up for all of these previous podcasts that we haven't had viewer mail for. So we've got viewer mail going all the way back to uh, podcast number 41 so, it was recorded in the Stone Age, wasn't it? I think it was. I think there were dinosaurs, you know? But, uh, yeah, so we've, we've got some catching up to do, and we've got a podcast here to do it all. So all what right. we'll be doing is specifically looking back at some, uh, well, one iTunes review, as well as reader mail from podcast number 41, No More Phoenix Wright, podcast 42 through 43, Turnabout Musical, and podcast 44, That Was Limited, as well as a bunch of reader mail and possibly some other stuff that I have no idea what it is. So if you're a little behind on your podcasting, maybe jump back to a couple of things we've done previously. Otherwise, get ready for a nonstop insano roller coaster ride if we have no idea what we're doing. Yeah, it should be fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, I usually don't know what I'm doing when I'm recording the podcast, so... Uh, okay, let's get started. First, with the uh, iTunes review. Uh, Ytag says, I would suggest this podcast to anyone who enjoys video games, and most of the people who don't. Overall, the Game Cola podcast is one of the best podcasts that I've ever heard, guaranteed to bring on the laughs, and you can take that statement to the bank. Why, thank you, Y-Tag. That's very kind. That's you can tell we're a classy establishment by kicking off our podcast with an advertisement to listen to our own podcast. Yeah. I, I find it interesting that he mentions that, you know, it's good for people who don't listen to video games, which might be a sign that we constantly go off topic and we'll talk about something for ten minutes, which has nothing to do with gaming at all. Yeah, like tea. Or cookies. <laughs> Did we do crumpets yet? We did not do crumpets. Well, ah, we're missing the critical component of the mighty triumvirate. Where is uh, Matt Jonas? He needs to get in here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was an iTunes review. So if any of you other listeners want to go and rate us on iTunes, you can uh, search for the Game Cola podcast and rate us highly. On iTunes. On iTunes. Checkeroonie, moving on to podcast number 41, No More Phoenix Wright. Yeah. And the comment that we have here is from Jeff Day, who happens to be a staff writer for GameCola.net. So we should be highly he suspicious. He refuses to be on the podcast. He Seven. refuses to be on the podcast. Well, we'd, we'd be afraid that he would bring the disembodied narrator voice from his Game Era Obscura column with him. And there's no telling what could come up from that. Ooh, that, so, is, that, that is a good point. So the comment is, well, I've done it. I listened to my very first podcast. And what did I discover? Over two-thirds of the podcast was answering emails and comments. <laughs> Oops. That's just wasteful, especially considering the relatively low level of comments. Need more content! You need more content. We're doing a whole podcast about reader mail. Thank you. Well, actually, he brings up a good point, and this is one thing that I know I've been mentioning behind the scenes where no one can see it, except yeah. Paul and you, Me. about uh, the placement and the length of the reader comments. Because we have people who are talking to us on YouTube leaving comments there on YouTube. So hypothetically, we could respond to them on YouTube. And we also have comments that we get off of the GameCola posts themselves. So hypothetically, we could respond to them on the GameCola posting location, the comments section. That's what I'm looking for. So maybe emails would be the best thing to respond to here. Yeah, that's true. I guess uh, sometimes we want to reach a bit and uh, make sure that we include everyone in the podcast. But I think uh, we're starting to receive more uh, emails as we've gone, and uh, maybe we could take a break from responding to comments and respond to comments in the proper comment section. Sounds like a plan. Some more reader mail. Yes. Jeff Day, join the podcast. Stop yeah. watching SVU, Special Victims, whatever you call it, Law & Order, I don't know, Special Dancing Victim. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> He's always watching Law and Order, and I don't know what the letters mean. It's like, uh, I don't know. Or utility vehicle. Duh. Law and Order. Oh, that's it. Vehicle. That's it. Okay. 
It's like watching Sesame Street or something. It's all these letters. <laughs> A's and B's. We did get another comment on that uh, Podcast 41 from our favorite Rizaman33. Michael should read this one. Yes. Okay, number n- number one. Am I reading from Rizaman? Yes. Objection! Yes! Capcom never officially announced that Phoenix Wright versus Professor Layton won't be localized. You have no right to say that. And number two. A DS Lite can be traded in at GameStop for a 3DS for a maximum price of $50, depending on the condition. What were we talking about in that podcast? <laughs> Apparently, the 3DS. Now, um, whenever Paul mentions the 3DS, he likes to mention the fact that he has no games for the 3DS, even though he owns the 3DS. Yeah. And um, this might bring up a different topic, actual content. I noticed um, the 3DS had a system update, and Matt Jonas wrote about that extensively on GameCola, and I have no idea what any of the things he talks about are. Yeah, I don't know either. I didn't know that, like, video game consoles could be updated. Right. Don't you have, like, a PlayStation or something? You probably don't. But usually <laughs> when you you do an, you put a new game into your PlayStation 3, and then it's automatically going to run the system update. Weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, that never happened on my Game Boy. Why does it happen on the DS? It's optional on the DS. Was it optional on the Game Boy? Did I just have that option turned off? Does that it wasn't option op- affect the trade-in price of a DS Lite? I don't know if it's um, available for the uh, DS. Let me see. No, I don't think it's available for the DS. I think the 3DS is... Nintendo has never been very good with um, internet, things like that, and system updates go through the internet. You need an internet connection to have them actually occur. So that's why they haven't happened with other Nintendo systems. So did we actually address that? I did not address any of those questions. Um, (laughs) I think so. Okay, he's saying Capcom never officially announced that Phoenix Wright versus Professor Layton won't be localized. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Um, There's evidence going both ways. There's some evidence which says, says, yes, we're going to localize it, and some evidence which says, no, we're not going to. So it could go either way at this point. I think they're waiting on finishing the game and seeing how well it does before they announce we're going to bring it offshore or overseas. And what about that DS Lite trade-in? Or is really that just, not... let's, let's nod our heads and say, yes, this is a fact that we can accept and move on? Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm not sure the DS Lite can be traded in at GameStop for uh, $50. I'm not entirely sure. I think, wouldn't it be the DSi that they would only accept? No, I've seen DS Lights for sale, used. It's about oh. the only thing I've seen for sale used anymore there. Okay, okay. Then maybe it's the original DS that they refused to sell used. Okay, well, I can live with that. Jetty, you want to... Take us into the first comment of the next podcast. Well, the the two-part podcast, 42 and 43, Turnabout Musical. Yes, for uh, those who don't know, we had an interview with the staff of Turnabout Musical that took up two whole podcasts, podcasts 42 and 43. Turnabout Musical being a fan-made musical based on Phoenix Wright. Yes, it was very exciting. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Those guys were great. And we have quite a few comments about that. The first one being, again, from Wizardman33, and it says, No offense. But figures that Maya would hog the whole show. That is, uh, speaking about Pleady, the, uh, voice for Maya, taking up most of the show with, uh, hilarious ramblings. I took over for, like, the last half hour, though, because I was the only person who actually listened to their soundtrack. <laughs> Aw, I've listened to it since then. Yeah, so, I mean, the last half hour was just me and Maya. Ooh, that would be a great TV show. Me and Maya? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Is that like Mac and me? Oh, somebody already took the. Somebody already took it. What, me and Maya? No, I mean, I just the alliteration sounds nice. Yeah. The alliteration, ma ma ma. We've got me and Maya. Yeah. Whatever. Let's I let's keep it. going. The next one, simply from J Ray's one, very long. It Apparently was long. It was pretty long. Although we did split it into two podcasts, so. Individually, it wasn't that long. It was just and too... to be fair, I mean, this is one I'm I'm always a little bit behind on everything that happens on Game Cola, so this is not one that I've had a chance to listen to yet as of the time of this recording. But I imagine that if you know exactly what the theme of the entire show is going to be, and you're interested in that theme, it should probably be okay to hang out for a while on. Yeah, we have I... themed shows nowadays. I thought it was just the the listener mail show. 
Yeah, well, with occasional digressions about video games. Yes. At least and crumpets. Kind of... Don't forget the crumpets. No, there have been no crumpets yet. That's the problem. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, okay. Welcome Once again, to Crumpet Cast with the Game Cola staff. We're going to be calling in uh, Matt Jonas here in a moment. Mm-hmm. Do we have ev- any evidence that Matt Jonas is the crumpet expert? Well, he's British. Yeah. I see. Uh, so we're being culturally sensitive here at Game Cola and yeah. just assuming that any kind of stereotype will apply. Mm-hmm. Well, see, we could also say Jillian Dingwall because, I mean... She's... Well, we could say that, but it's so hard to pronounce. I'd be likely to mess it up. <laughs> she, uh, She's from the UK as well, and, you know... Everyone in the UK is obviously uh, British, and they all love crumpets, so... I don't know. I I would like to get her on the podcast and ask if she really feels that... If she feels more loyalty to being Scottish or being more loyal to the United Kingdom. Please note, the views expressed on this podcast are not necessarily the views of the people participating in this podcast. Yes, I mean, I have no idea what her views on that subject are. I would just be interested in hearing, because they've got a, a Scottish movie coming out... I don't know if you guys are interested in this, but the next Pixar movie, all Scottish. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's called Brave, and they've got... Uh, I forget all the actors' names. One of them's uh, Hermione from uh, the Harry Potter movies. Do they have Sean Connery? No. <laughs> Sean Connery is not doing a voice for the movie, which surprises me. Yeah. Well, my understanding was that he retired from acting, and that he's also the number one cause of digressions in this podcast. <laughs> yes, but this is voice acting. This isn't like um I don't know. I, it I would think that voice acting does not take as long as um, you know, being in front of the camera and acting that way. True. Just give him just give him like a couple of lines so you could say you have Sean Connery in there. You know, <laughs> that's what I would do. Yes. So we have more comments, Michael. Okay. You're up for the next one. Hey, on to the next topic. That's all you oh, Michael. I was gonna look look up who else was in Brave, but I'll do that later. Um, we have, I believe, three comments in a row from Diana, a.k.a. Angelfire141. Oh, wow. I actually For the record, I love you guys. You had, Yeah, you had three of them in a row. <laughs> I love you guys. You had me laughing out loud. Um, she doesn't say LOL. She's just laughing out loud. With the last podcast, question mark, until I got busted when my mom came in, but it was worth it. You really should make a Game Cola musical. Thoughts? Game Cola musical? I'd do a Game Cola musical. Jeff Day can sing, right? Yeah. Sure. Because okay. he's always on the podcast. So we'll make I, Jeff Day sing. Yeah, I uh, I vote for him. He's not here, so... Motion passed. <laughs> Obviously. There are seven characters in the, in the Brave movie, huh? You'd think there would be more. Okay, next comment. Congrats, you guys have made me obsessed with Turnabout Musical. Free, feel free to tell them that. Haha. <laughs> I've listened to... I'll be there at least 100 times since I've downloaded it. Great podcast is always looking forward to the next one. Is that what I'll be there actually sounds like? I don't remember. I'll be there. (laughs) Not crumpets. However that song goes. Yeah. Actually, uh... It's, I'll be there if you need a friend. I'll be there to support you. Yeah. That's how their song goes. Okay. You wanted a Game Cola musical, here it is. Yes, that's it. That's as close as you're going to get. I mostly just listen to It's Gotta Be the Butts over and over and over again, so... That's the funnier one, yeah. <laughs> August Day was good, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was all very good, uh, but some of them I have listened to for hours on repeat, so... And some of them I have never listened to. <laughs> huh? I don't want to be mean, but let's see which ones that I've had the listing here. I've never listened to The Scent of Fresh Lemons, because whenever I get to the end of the song, I skip ahead to the next one, because that one goes on and on and on. <laughs> you go on and on and on. Oh, oh. My heart will go on and on and on and on and on. What? Let's and the next stop. question, which is Let's actually a comment listening. with an exclamation point that says, Hey guys, it's your Phoenix Wright fangirl, who I'm sure annoys Paul quite a bit. Diana, a.k.a. Angelfire141. Sorry, I'm channeling Max from Sam and Max. <clears throat> First off, comments on the last podcast. When you were all talking about Ace Attorney 2, uh, Ace, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, what's AA2? It's Ace Attorney Investigations 2. 
Ah, we're missing an eye. Miles Edgeworth game. Uh, Ah. That's why I'm in favor of calling it the Miles Edgeworth game, because nobody knows what the name is. (laughs) Got it. Okay. And the spoiler for the end of the case with Kay, you remember that, right? I pretty much broke down crying and started cursing the game. Yes, I am that much of an Edgeworth fangirl. Now, I hope it's never released here. That's 200C. That's what? Out of cooking? Out of character. Out of character. What? Oh, out of character. Even for me. I also showed my friend, a Kay Faraday fan. Let's just say our respect for Kay, and I didn't have a lot to begin with, went down immensely, capital letters. On a different note, I also enjoyed your sing-off quite a bit. The Turnabout musical people worked really well with you guys. It made for a great podcast, and Pleading Eyes is now one of my favorite people. Besides all of you, of course. Next, questions. Do we have any responses to that part first? Oh, that Do was- you guys want to talk about Kay Faraday or no? Probably don't uh, know who she is. Let's move on. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm getting there. I am watching through your YouTube videos, playing through the Phoenix Wright games, but I haven't made it there yet. You probably don't want to watch it. Or, I mean, no offense to Kay Faraday. I'm sure she has her fans, but she is uh, universally unpopular. I would say. But you see, it's this quest for knowledge that I must know as much as I can about video games to understand the gamer's heart and the gamer's mind. And Okay, Mm -hmm. I promised a new topic this time, so Zelda it is, my other obsession. What do you think of Zelda in general? Have you guys played any of them? You never know, had to ask. Did you buy Skyward Sword? I did, just completed the first temple. If so, opinions. So, there's a good next section. Mm -hmm. Guys, what about you guys? I have my own answers. My favorite Zelda was Zelda 2, so I don't think my opinions will be very popular. Oh, Go for it. Zelda 2 was fun. We like Zelda 2. Side-scrolling for the win. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Is like, I mean, You are error. <laughs> I am error. Yes. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, I played the first one. I played the second one. I played uh, Link to the Past. I tried to play Link's Awakening, but I just can't get into them anymore. I don't know. Like... I'm, I've fallen out of uh, liking Zelda games. Well, mine's going to be the unpopular opinion. I have a couple of friends who are really big, diehard Zelda fans, so I owe it to myself, and I owe it to them, to try and play more of the games and get a better feel for it, and try and become a Zelda fan, or at least you know get into it enough that I can relate when they start talking about Zelda. But uh, I've played the original, I played Zelda 2, I played Link to the Past, uh, Link's Awakening, the two other Game Boy games, the Oracle of Seasons and Ages, also played through Ocarina of Time. I now own Majora's Mask, and am going to be playing through that eventually. Played through Wind Waker, Spirit Tracks, and the one before that, uh, Link Rides a Boat. And I've, I've enjoyed some of them more than others, but I tend to enjoy the less popular ones, like Zelda 2, I'm a big platformer gamer, and I, even though it had some problems, I still enjoyed the game, and I liked the Game Boy games, I especially liked Link's Awakening and Oracle of Seasons, because you could jump, you had the rock's feather and could jump, and that's something that, being the platformer gamer that I am, is kind of important to me, because I'm running around in circles, but can't leap over projectiles, and my shield only does so much, so... I don't know, I, I feel like I'm I'm lacking some of my cool moves. But my, my general take on the Zelda games is that I like some of the puzzles and some of the ideas that they have, But and I love the dungeons, but the overworlds that you need to go through to get to the dungeons usually stretch out too long for my taste, and being also a Mega Man fan and first-person shooter fan and enjoying a whole wide variety of weapons, it gets a little old a little quickly for me to be just constantly hacking at things with a sword and occasionally chucking some arrows at people, or maybe launching out a hook shot. Okay. You said a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> and I wrote, I'm actually, sure. a treatise of this on my blog, if anyone wants to look it up. It's Expanding Your Horizons, expanding.com. We can advertise for other things aside from ourselves on this podcast, you see. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, I agree. I thought the Rock's Feather was probably the most enjoyable um, item, I guess, of the Oracle series, and it really made me... Was it in both games, or was it in just one? I believe it was also in Oracle of Seasons. I seem to remember that was one of the reasons why I liked it so much. It had an upgrade. In the one game, it was just a feather, and in the other game, it was also the cape. So you could float over a, a gap of three spaces, not just yes, one. Yes, I think that's probably Seasons. And if it isn't, I'll pretend like it is. That's Ages. It's not Seasons, because Seasons is the one I played first. Oh, I didn't like Ages as much then, so... 
Never mind. The the feather does not save everything. Uh, Aegis was okay. I don't know. I liked Seasons better. I'm not sure why. We had multiple overworlds. But, but um, with what you said about the uh, or, you know, the space in between the dungeons being a little bit too long, um, that is sometimes the case and that is sometimes not. I think one of the problems with... Um, what's the GameCube one? It's not Wind Waker. It's... Twilight Princess? Twilight Princess, yeah. I think... Th- with that game, it's kind of obvious where they felt it's like, well, we need to have an hour of something in between each dungeon. And so some of the times they were lazy and they just sent you on a collection quest that was in between uh, one dungeon. And then for another one, it was you go to one character and they tell you to go all the way across the map to talk to a different character and back and forth like five times. And that was how they filled up the hour. So I would agree. I think it, Zelda is not very fun when they do things like that. It's like they're it's it's not that they're putting in content because it's good, because it's fun. It's because they need to have something to take up an hour. I think that was the mindset. Let's stick to the formula, the established formula of there is always an hour of stuff to do in between each dungeon. Uh, Skyward Sword. Have any of you guys? Am I the only one who has Skyward Sword? Yep. Okay. Yep. I played it for an hour. You can also check out uh, my impressions of that on my blog, crumpetsarecool.com. Uh, what? <laughs> no, Why? that's not my blog. No, no, no. Um, It was interesting. It was interesting. I only played for an hour or so, and I found it was interesting. I thought they were trying something different and new, which is why I liked it. I still don't like the uh, ideas. Same thing what you said with the controls of just being... Only having a sword, which is sort of a problem in Skyward Sword, because Skyward Sword is, that's basically it. But you're pointing at Skyward, so it's cooler, right? Yeah. That is actually difficult, to be quite honest. <laughs> I would point it straight Skyward, and the game, the um, the machine would not interpret that as Skyward. You have to, like, not directly Skyward, but sort of lean backwards and to the right a bit. Yeah, but lean backwards into the right sword just doesn't sound like a good video game title. Yeah, it really doesn't. But that's to do a special move, which is called the Skyward Attack. Oh, I'm sorry. I was completely remiss now that I'm thinking of it in mentioning Four Swords Adventures, which I played with three of my friends during the Summer of Zelda when we did all sorts of really cool Zelda-related things. We played through all of Four Swords Adventures, which is the GameCube game where you can have up to four players hook into the GameCube with their Game Boy Advance and play as different colored links um, and just doing general Zelda gameplay. So we did that, and they also did uh, speedrun of Link to the Past and speedrun of Ocarina of Time. Uh, that one I wasn't present for. So um, some cool things, but that's a completely different topic. So that was a game that I've played that I really enjoyed that I've got to mention. Zelda Four Swords Adventures, I'm not sure if you know this, but it's free for the 3DS but that means you have to buy a 3DS, and that's not free. <laughs> yeah, but um, one of my problems with it, I thought it would be really cool to play it because it's free, and, you know, maybe I'll play it with Paul or somebody like that, but no, you actually have to be within, like, 20 feet of the people you're playing with. Yawn. So I need to I need to find the... I need to be within 20 feet of three other people with 3DSs, and that's not going to happen. <laughs> It's really a shame, too. Oh, well. Because um, Nintendo was advertising with the 3DS because you have the built-in camera, so they're showing, ooh, you can video chat and actually see the picture of your friend's face when you're playing the game with them. Yeah, but if you're within 20 feet of them... Yeah. No, they showed that off for uh, Star Force, or Star Fox 64 3D. And, uh, I mean, they were showing off that ability of the 3ds with that game but it doesn't actually come with the game great it's so just I guess... it's just like skyward sword when you know they were showing off all the demos of skyward sword are were hd demos but the game itself is not hd they're 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 like showing off things which don't exist in reality and it makes me sort of sad <laughs> so we i suppose have covered that 
Zelda section sufficiently. The last part of the comment from Diana Angelfire 141. Finally, a bit of advertising for myself. If any Ace Attorney fans out there want to check out my fan fictions, my username is Diana, Lily, and Isabella. Hope you enjoy them. I appreciate every reader that comes my way. Smiley face. That's all for now, guys. Thanks for putting up with me and my fangirlism, and can't wait for the next podcast. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, winky face. Diana, Lily, and Isabella have written ten stories, all Phoenix Wright stories. Okay. Should be popular with our listeners. All right. These are OC stories, aren't they? Uh, Okay. Overclocked stories? No, um, original character. Uh, They star Madeline, and I don't know who Madeline is. She is not a Phoenix Wright character. She's from Metroid Other M, isn't she? (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't know what she's doing here. Trying to, we'll not get into that. We've we've got our Game Cola bottom fifty worst games of all time list coming up uh, in a little while. It might already be out by the time you're listening to this podcast, so we can uh, discuss other games that are not related to Phoenix Wright or possibly Zelda uh, when we get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we should do that. Did you guys want to do that on the podcast? Just try to guess which games um, well, are on the list. I'm just going to sputter syllables at you for a little while. Well, I think I know like five games which are on the list because I was uh, asked to write about them, but I don't know what position they are on the list. So, for example, I was told, let's write up about the really bad Nancy Drew game, Michael. And like, okay, I will, but I'm not told where on the list it actually is. That's the fun part of it. Or the not fun part of it, if everything that you're writing has to do with its position on the list, which is kind of what happened with me. But that's kind of unrelated to reader mail, so I okay, guess we fine, should fine, stick fine. with the theme. No, 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 I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to keep things moving in the same direction here. Podcast number 44, That Was Limited. From Frank Jacobs, who is also a Game Cola writer, who I do not believe has ever appeared on the Game Cola podcast. Nope. At least not willingly. Okay. Not that he knows of. Regarding cosplay, I happen to know that Paul was Bebop in the high school spirit week. Pre-beard Paul, I might add. Pre- I, thought, I thought Paul was born with a beard. He was not. Wow. I mean, he was born with a beard, but he did shave it in high school, because one of the high school rules is that you can't have a beard in high school. <laughs> At least that was a rule in my high school, and it bothered all of the other boys. It didn't really bother me, because I didn't have a beard, so... <laughs> Are you sure? Because it's entirely possible that he just never shaved his beard and grew skin over top of it to make it look like he had no beard. That's a good point. It's also very disgusting. In any case, he was Bebop, and Bebop is one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle characters. Oh, yes. I'm thinking Cowboy Bebop, which actually would make no sense whatsoever. Because yeah, there's no there's no character named Bebop in that show. Exactly. Rocksteady and Bebop. Bebop is a pig who uh looking at pictures now <laughs> with sunglasses. Yeah. Well, uh, actually, we briefly mentioned so Paul this. Paul was a pig with sunglasses. We briefly mentioned How this, this in this school? In Spirit Week, duh. But uh, Spirit Week, yeah. Yeah, why not? Uh, Teenage Mutant, he went to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle High. Uh, no, we, we briefly mentioned this in the last podcast, uh, Podcast 40 Live, uh, which covered the video game awards and uh yeah this this comment was brought up that paul was bebop and he d- was in fact uh bebop from teenage mutant Ninja turtles so we would like to see pictures of this paul so if you could just you know put them in the show notes because i know you're somehow listening in your time machine so let's have that picture yeah yeah we can make fun of paul because he's not here this time does that stop us when he's here? I guess not. Email questions. Yeah. Okay. Email questions. We have finished with all of the comments, and um, now we are going on to email questions. So this yeah. is what you really came here for, because you can't find this stuff anywhere else, unless you have access to our inboxes, in which case, please lay off. <laughs> uh, this first email is from uh, the same guy who did our uh, iTunes review earlier. Mm. Why tag? Yeah, why tag? tag? Why tag? Uh, emailed us and said, I was wondering, do any of you over there in Game Cola play any games under the Galgay category? Time uh, out. Yeah. Wikipedia definition? 
which I'm just looking up now, a bishoujo game, or gal game, often shortened to galge, is a, quote, type of Japanese video game centered on interactions with attractive anime-style girls, unquote. These games are a subgenre of dating sims targeted toward a male audience. Thank you, Wikipedia. Oh, thanks, Wikipedia. Now we can move are on. Are there dating sims which are aimed towards a female audience? Just wondering. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. Uh. Anyway, I was just wondering. Wait. Oh, Since. Sorry. Since. It, that's confused me. I was pausing to figure out how to read that one. Uh. I was just wondering. Since. Uh. They're a lot like Phoenix Wright games, except the goals are completely different. And instead of interrogating people to get the truth, you're just trying to get the best reactions from them. And I'm not talking about those hentai games you've been reviewing lately. Galgay doesn't have any porn. Oh my, I'm rambling, aren't I? Well, I love your guys' work. Also, sorry about my previous message, the one that was barely legible about Glover. It was late and I forgot how to spell check. Uh, oh, and if that hmm message, hmm message shows up again, it's Hotmail, not me. Good to know. Whatever that means. Oh, uh... Actually, I barely remember this. This is from quite a few podcasts ago. Uh, we received another email from our same friend here, and uh, it had some debatable uh, grammar and etc. But uh, I guess he's blaming it on Hotmail and it being late. I see. So anyway, uh, does anyone here play uh, Dating Sims, basically? Just the Pride and Prejudice game. <laughs> that that was the only one, which is like my game of the year for uh, 2011. It's it's up there. I'm not sure if it's game of the year, but it's in the top three for me. So here's another shameless plug. This podcast is full of shameless plugs, and I love it. If you have any interest in knowing what kind of things I play, there's this post on Gamecola about the backloggery, in which I link to my backlog of video games and the things that I've completed and the things that I still need to play, and that's the complete list of everything that I own and am trying to play or have played. So if you're interested, check it out. And shameless plug. So to answer the actual question here, no, I don't, but I do the Flash Flood column, or at least I swear that I do the Flash Flood column, even though it's been several months since the last installment, and I am aware that there are some out there on the internet, and that's probably fair game at some point if somebody really demands it. I haven't personally played any, but I know about them as I have a few friends who are, like, seriously into them, uh, one of whom is female and plays a lot of uh, games about boys. So Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Japan is full of all sorts of crazy things. Does your friend read Japanese? Uh, no, they're translated. Oh. How well are they translated? Because um, we're, we're working under the assumption that these are mostly text games, right? Text-based games? So the translation would be more important for this than, say, a Mario game. Yeah, and uh, usually it's a fan translation, though. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's fairly decent. So if it's a fan translation, yeah, it would be very decent. Yeah, although uh, there are times that my friends have tried to stumble through games that are actually in Japanese, but it turns into a lot of just button clicking and sitting there going, uh, first option, first option, first option, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Ooh, can I get the next comment? Sure, go for it. Hello, it's Diane again, and I have another question for you. It's kind of an old one, and it was the third question I made. If you were trapped in a room with 20 wrestling that were trying to kill you, a bear and a princess, then a baby bit your thumb, what would be your first thought? This sounds like an obscure reference to Artemis Fowl, The Atlantis Complex. Have any of you guys heard about that book? Nope. No. I know about Artemis Fowl. Yeah, there's there's a scene in in there which takes place in a wrestling room or not a rex, wrestling room. What do you call them? Wrestling ring Jail. in Mexico, and all the wrestlers are trying to attack our heroes. And our heroes are the bear and the princess. Those are their stage names. And a baby bites bites the thumb of our uh, our main character, the bear. Really? This actually happened. This actually happened, and what happens is it's um, somebody hypnotizes the entire crowd, so everybody in the crowd just pours onto the stage trying to kill our heroes, the bear and the princess. We are so glad you were on this podcast. We would know nothing without you. So wait. Yes, d- yes, yes. Does that mean that a previous question about Obama and the Golden Chocobo like, w- was actually based on something? or? I have absolutely no idea, but this one is definitely based off something. So, Michael, tell us, what would be our first thought? 
I don't know what his first thought in the book was. Um, as I recall, when the baby bit his thumb, this was when the um, giant, the huge crowd, because you know it's a huge crowd that was watching the event. They just form this huge mass of humanity and basically suffocate him. Oh, the because humanity. they're not professional wrestlers. And you know he's reaching out his hand. He's reaching out his hand, trying to at least get out. And the bite, the baby bites his thumb. Wow. Meanwhile, the princess, the jade princess, she she is um, above the ring. She's like you know twenty feet above the ring on those, whatever you call those big metal things which run on top. Catwalk. Yeah, trying to destroy the big screen, the big LCD screen with the person who's hypnotizing the entire crowd. How about that? And she cuts off the power to that, and then suddenly everybody's not hypnotized anymore, and they all get up and wonder what the heck just happened because they're all you know in the ring. In this huge group. Well then. Okay, so his I don't know what his thought was. The book did not say what his thoughts were. Well, my first thought would be, where's Michael Gray to sort this out? <laughs> yes, yes. His thought was, okay, I think his thought, let's say the thought is, I never expected I would die like this. <laughs> Jetty, I think the next one is directly aimed at you. I don't know about that. I, I, I doubt this one. Unless it's not... Well, I, I don't think they spelled your name the way you normally spell it. No. No, they spelled it Jedi? Yeah, there's no Jedi on the podcast. Who are they talking to? I beg your pardon. <laughs> are you a Jedi? You know it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. So then you read it. Uh, okay. It, so it's, hey again, guys. Squiggly, exclamation point. And then one, two, uh, let's see. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen smiley faces. Parentheses, Jedi, I dare you to say, all of those smiley faces. Evil grin, cat face, wiggly bump, mouth, number three, and parentheses. Very nice. So, I will take you up on your dare, all of those smiley faces. Nice. Good job, good job. Perfect. Michael, up next. So, I was sad to find out that pretty much none of my friends enjoy old games like the point-and-click adventures like Monkey Island or Day of the Tentacle. Of course, my age group is probably too young to know about the classics, but my friends are in a gaming class, so I was kind of expecting more from them. Objection! It has nothing to do with age. There's no such thing as too young to know about the classics. It's proper upbringing, you see. <laughs> yes, but what about those people who, say, refuse to play the classics because um, old graphics or something like that? That's refusal. That's not knowing about the classics. Okay, okay. What about people who are unable to play um, Day of the Tentacle? Well, hang on I a mean, second. Does it, it, run? Looks like there's, it looks like there's two things going on here. So going back to the comment, I was sad to find out that pretty much none of my friends enjoy old games like the point-and-click adventure games like Monkey Island or Day of the Tentacle. Of course, my age group probably is too young to know about the classics, so it sounds like nobody... I actually don't know what it sounds like at all here. I'm just completely guessing. But as I'm finding with my brother-in-law, who hasn't had as nearly as much of an exposure to the older games, the classics, if you will, or even just old games, retro games, as I have, getting to really focus on the content and being able to get past the graphics is really the big thing. So if you can play a game with somebody and show them if you've got something that's funny or if you've got something that really appeals to them, like is along the same lines of something that they enjoy as a modern-day classic, but does something better or more in-depth. I'm struggling to think of anything like this right now off the top of my head because I don't know modern games so well, <laughs> but if you can make it an activity of being excited about something that you like and sharing it with someone who's never been exposed to it before, by association, your excitement can transfer over to them, even if they wouldn't normally on their own be interested in whatever it is that you're showing them. So you can encourage them to at least show a little bit of interest in things like Mike Allen, Day of the Tentacle, etc. Yeah, but my question, I guess, would be, say, Day of the Tentacle came out 1993, I mean, how many computers nowadays can play 1993 games without some sort of emulation involved? Well, you've got if, – if you are aware of the older games and you don't have the original uh, disc or diskettes and a system to play them on that way, you're probably aware of 
the different methods you can use. I mean, I've used Scum VM. I've used mm-hmm. DOSBox to play some of the older games. So if you are interested enough in playing some of those classics, there's usually ways to make those happen. And if you're, I would assume that if you're in that culture of, I like playing retro games, then you'll find out how to play them. Otherwise, there are plenty of games that are available in compilations. That So, for example, the Police Quest, King's Quest, Space Quest collections are all available on CD-ROM, and you can just play them without any special fancy tweaks. You can just pop them in and hit play. But uh, the Space Quest collection, at least, uses DOSBox, if I'm not mistaken. It's just configured in such a way that until you get to Space Quest 6, anyhow, you don't need to touch anything. Okay. So you can start there, and if you find that you do have a love of these games, then you can start getting into the nitty-gritty of how to play the older ones that aren't so popular for re-releases. Yeah, so anyway, is it, is it my turn for the uh, the next uh, paragraph? The rest then? of the comment is, oh. um, Anywho, if you guys are going to be doing the viewer help podcast thingy, I'd be willing to give input on anime or and or manga. I'm not going to give you guys a resume about how much I know, and I might miss a few things here and there, too. Please tell me if that's okay and stuff. Wait, 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 you're forgetting about the emoticons. Those are emoticons? I assume that was bad grammar. It's not just awful typos. I might miss a few things here and there, too. Carrot, carrot? Semicolon? (laughs) What is that supposed to be? It's a little smiley face kind of thing. That is not a smiley face. It is. It's supposed to be like an Asian thing. If you cock your head to the right... The semicolon looks like somebody who's got a problem with their left eye, or maybe it's perspective, so it's their eyes. And then the two carrots below them... Okay, I'm Googling it. I'm not seeing anything. That's not it at all. It's it's mountains and um, a semicolon. Obviously. (laughs) It's our nation's most populous geographic feature. (laughs) Please tell me if that's okay and stuff. I look forward to correcting your Asian word pronunciations. Angry smiley face. No, that's the devious cat smiley face thing. That's supposed to be a cat? Yeah, that's well, it's not exactly a cat, but I, I see cat-faced people doing... I mean, not cat-faced people, but people making cat... I am clearly an expert on emoticons here. Just trust me. Yes, he is. Okay, so it's an angry cat. The cat no, is angry it's at a our Asian tendency. Devious. It's a devious person emulating a cat. How do you do angry cat, then? Angry cat is upside down three. Oh, okay. Right. How do you do an upside-down three? Now for questions! Squiggly face exclamation point! Oh. Yeah, do you think that the new games that are going to come out soon are all going to be rip-offs of their previous games? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Who are we talking about again? <laughs> Actually, I, I think we're finally starting to move out of this. The, the last decade of gaming, and incidentally, movies and television shows and generally entertainment in general as far as i am aware of it doesn't mean that it's necessarily the truth but i i noticed a an extreme amount of remakes and reboots and dull ripoffs of other things that already existed and i think we're finally starting to see a revival of creativity in various forms of entertainment and some of the new things especially with the indie games that Paul has been reviewing in his minus the pudding columns and the things that I've seen on Steam from for example the humble indie bundle that I got for Christmas last year that I've been playing mm-hmm. have shown some actual fresh ideas even if they've incorporated certain elements of previous games they've certainly done things to make them come into their own as games actually uh have you guys seen the trailer for uh Metal Gear uh, Rising, Revengeance. Negatory. Oh, okay. Like, is it, that a word? Apparently, it is now. Uh, yeah, Revengeance. Yeah, How Revengeance. do you even spell that? Revenge and Vengeance. Right? Trailer is sweet. Shown during. Oh, it was shown during the video game awards. Yeah, and uh, the thing was, I was like, "What did they do to Metal Gear? Like, it's ridiculous." And Ridiculous, it, like, looks ridiculous, or voice acting's ridiculous, or... Uh, it Okay, Metal Gear is generally a pretty serious game, right? Did uh-huh. you say so? So now they put Toon Link in the game to make it not serious? <laughs> Basically. Uh, okay. Except it's Toon Snake. Oh, that's although, the snake series. Although this sounds like a deliberate parody if you've got a title like Revengeance. Okay, but that's the thing, and I think that's what they're going for, I hope. Uh, like, they wanted to take it and make it ridiculous, and... It looks like they're trying to do something new here. It looks pretty crazy. 
but if you think about it, that's Konami, and Konami did the Gradius series, or Gradius if you prefer, and they also did the Parodius series, the parody Gradius series True. that has all sorts of ridiculousness. So this would not be outside the realm of possibility for them. True. I, don't know, I just thought it was uh, somewhat on topic. I'm watching yes. the trailer now. I don't know how it's ridiculous. No? Uh, then again, I've never played any Metal Gear games before. Oh, so this uh, looks like it looks like a shooter shooter game. No wait, we have people sword fighting. Yeah, what I was gonna say is that uh, Solid Snake never really took a samurai sword to a giant robot. Okay. Oh yeah, they're definitely defeating robots and stuff. Nice. Looks pretty sweet, right? Um. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't look that bad. We'll see. Okay, maybe not for a normal video game. Looks sort of violent. But for Metal Gear, it's a, a far departure from their usual. We will take your word for it, and we'll have to look into this at some point. Yeah. I looked up Revengeance on uh, Urban Dictionary. It says, Revengeance is the act of gaining revenge at a rate of at least 2.54 times greater to that of standard revenge, and 1.61 that of standard vengeance. We trust the internet implicitly. I was going to say 2.54, is this like the metric version of revenge? Because that's... uh, we had scientists um, discovering this. The scientist's name is V Dog, and these are his studies from March fifteenth, two thousand five. Oh, so this word has been around for a long time. How about that? Another word for revengeance: the act of poking a large bearded man. What? The act of poking a large bearded man in the eye after being poked yourself. So if Paul poked us, then we could poke him in the eye again, and that would be revengeance. I think you could poke most of the game cool staff. Well, no, it has to be in the eye. It specifically says in the eye, and it has to be a large bearded man. I don't know. Paul's not that big. Okay. (laughs) And I guess we can't get revengeance on Paul. But you know what we can do? We can read the next comment. Yeah. It's all all one comment. Uh, The next part of the comment. uh, Your turn. Clearly my microphone was blanking out here. So, Jetty, I think it's still you then? Wait, is it? Why not? Go for it. Oh, sure. Uh, And I know that Michael Gray has made several Pajama Sam videos, but do you think... Wait, what? But do that you someone think... over in the Magical Game Cola universe could make a Freddy Fish or Putt-Putt walkthrough slash Let's Play. Jetty, there that's aren't... an amazing Michael Gray impression. <laughs> really impressive. Thank you. Yeah. I know. Well, it was about Michael Gray, so I figured I'd try. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, uh, I applaud you. That sounded great. <laughs> uh, there aren't any good playthroughs of those games, it'd be totally awesome sauce if Game Cola made a Let's Play slash walkthrough of one or both of those game series. Okay. Who wants to read the next line? Grandma Grouper's Kelp Treasure! What? What? End of questions. That's what that's what squiggly line, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point means, right? I think so. Okay. It stands, yeah, it's short for what what. I mean, I, I, uh, I took rap in high school, so uh-huh. uh, I, I know about these things. Good. Could you tell me what hip-hop actually refers to? Because there's no hopping involved, right? Like bunny oh, rabbit hopping? But there is hipping. There is hipping. So you shake your hips or something like that? Yeah, precisely. Like Hawaiian dance, the hula. Yeah, yeah, hula hoops and all. See, it started in the 50s. Okay. Ah, oh, okay, that makes more sense. Have either of you guys played Freddy Fish or Putt-Putt? Nope. I have seen screenshots of Putt-Putt, I think, probably in relation to something you wrote. Probably, yeah. Um, those are game series made by Mr. Monkey Island. He, After doing Monkey Island, he went on to make, like, Pajama Sam and Putt-Putt and Freddy Fish. Cool. And uh, whatever you call it, the third one, not the third one, the fourth one is Spy Fox. So ah, there were Spy more... There were more uh, I, Want to say educational, but you don't really learn much by playing those games. But, you know, they're more uh, adventure games geared towards children. That's cool. And they're so by Mr. Monkey Island, so they're rather entertaining. So I suppose it's conceivable that someone over in the Magical Game Cola universe could make a Freddy Fish or Putt-Putt walkthrough slash Let's Play. Although we've been slightly delinquent in getting some new gameplay-related content up there on the YouTube channel. We've been doing a lot of our podcasts and turning them into videos where we put completely unrelated gameplay footage in the background, so you got something to look at. So okay, I, but I've... Um, because I've been doing video stuff without getting your permission first, Nathaniel, <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if this will be out by the time the podcast is out, but Back to the Future, uh, the game... Episode 2 will be up. We have recorded commentary for that. All right. 
And Back to the Future, the game, episode three, all the video is shot. We just need some sort of commentary for it. Okay. And 999, nine hours, nine persons, nine doors, is in the middle of being recorded. There is absolutely no idea on our part as to how long the game is, because we're not going to go for all the endings, and we're going to fast-forward whenever possible, because we don't want a super long video walkthrough. Mm-hmm. So, so apparently there's actual content on the way. There should be content on the way, yes. Yay. Hooray. And also, I don't I'm... know if they want Freddy Fish or Putt-Putt. I think they said next, maybe Ghost Trick, Phantom Detective. I'm like, uh, does Ooh. everything have to be an adventure game? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm starting to get some possible ideas. Uh, I'm, I'm currently, in addition to working on Game Cola, I do a couple of other creative things, such as the blog that I mentioned and shamelessly plugged a while back, and also Mega Man playthroughs on and uh, bonus videos like glitches and tricks and stuff on my own YouTube channel, Gemini Laser. And I love cross-promotion. I do it on all of the creative endeavors. And at some point, it's nice to take a break from Mega Man and do other games. So I'm getting ideas right now for other games that I might possibly play, preferably like platformers or things that'll take less than an hour to complete. So if you have any ideas of great things to play, you can let me know as well. Yeah, let it, let us know, because um, once we finally make those uh, videos that we talked about, we're going to be looking for more ideas. I mean, sure, it's possible for us to do, you know, Back to the Future 4 and 5, but, you know, we would like ideas and help have other people help us decide rather than having us decide what to do. And because it's a popular topic, what about Apollo Justice? Apollo Justice has actually been completely recorded. I have all four cases um, recorded. Uh, Seven gigabytes. Okay, so I have seven gigabytes, um, 90 files. But uh, let me see. So it's about an 86 um, video walkthrough. It's It's been Ooh-ha. completely recorded with commentary and things. It is just we're waiting on other Phoenix Wright stuff before I upload it. Okay, good to know. And by the time you hear this, it might already be there. So, it might already be there. I, I just made a decision with the uploading the Phoenix Wright things to make it go a lot faster rather than, you know, releasing it at, like, one video at a time. It's going to be six at a time, not like uh, an hour uh, uh, at once. Sure. So people should like that. All right. So I love how it says, end of questions, followed by a question. Also, remember when I mentioned being in a game development class? Well, one day I got really bored and decided to make a monster in a model creator called Mudbox. It turned into a freaky Birdman thing. Picture of the Birdman attached. So even though we can sort of describe this picture to you over the podcast, maybe it's better if you visit GameCola.net and check out this podcast on the actual channel instead of iTunes, where we know you love us, and then maybe you can see what it's like. Yeah, I will post it in the uh, show notes. Okay, cool. But it is a freaky bird thing that kind of looks like a thing with really teensy legs, and I can't actually Little muster up the words to use descriptions here. Wings and yeah, etc. It is a Birdman thing. It's kind of cool and freaky. Yeah. I call it Bird-Man. Originality for the win. That's it for now. Oh, and there is a video series that used to be on Life School called 24-7 Gamer. Basically, it's a bunch of people from different shows and stuff that review older video games. It's awesome sauce. Sarah. Dash Sarah. Dash Sarah, yes. Minus Sarah. Negative Sarah. <laughs> Negative Sarah. I, I would go for that. Negative Sarah for oh, the win. Oh, Wait, wait, wait. Is this the Nega Sarah? Like, like okay. this is this is the anti-Sarah. Because all of our readers are Sarahs, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So uh, this is the... Oh, now we have one less. One fewer. Oh, yes. The Negasera. Exactly. Uh, we actually have the picture of Negasera here on DeviantArt. Let's see what she looks like. Uh-oh. Oh, it's some sort of cat fox creature. Is it? Okay, never mind. We're just going to ignore that. A kitsune? Uh, I don't know what those words are. <laughs> I don't know what you are. It's just like the, t- what do you call it, Tanuki suit in Super Mario Brothers. Because in New Super in Super Mario 3D Land, you have the raccoon suit, but they don't call it the raccoon suit; they call it Tanuki, right? Yeah. Which is the Japanese word for raccoon. Well, it's kind of a different well, animal. Well, it's it's a little different, yes. Close enough. I've never heard of it. How is it different? Oh, it's just an animal that looks similar to a raccoon. And um, stuff. 
Yeah. Is it a real creature, or does it not exist? No, it's real. <clears throat> Going back to Wikipedia, Tanuki is the common Japanese name for the Japanese raccoon dog. They have been oh. part of Japanese folklore since ancient times. The legendary Tanuki is reputed to be mischievous and jolly, a master of disguise and shape-shifting, hence the turning into a statue in Mario 3, but somewhat gullible and absent-minded. Tanuki is often somewhat mistakenly translated as raccoon or badger into English, animals which are similar to Tanuki, which is a canine in appearance, but actually belong to a different carnivora, car, carni, carnivore us families with wonderful pictures of cute Tanuki. Aw, those are kind of cute. I don't like the pottery statues, though. I'm sure it doesn't like you either. Well, you know, it's sort of a, it's got those big eyes and it keeps staring at me. It's like those yard, those lawn gnomes that just stare at you, like, very creepily. <laughs> So anyway, that's actually uh, the end of our uh, reader mail. And therefore the end of the podcast? Apparently. I mean, we have been recording for uh, a little over an hour. Did we have any other topics? Okay, okay. Here's here's a topic. Here's a topic. Because um, this podcast is going up in February, right? Yes. So instead of talking about, say, let's talk about February stuff. What is your favorite Valentine's Day video game? They make Valentine's Day video games? A romance video game or something? I thought we covered that we didn't play those dating sims. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, what about, say, Donkey Kong? Oh, Donkey Kong. Yes, if you recall, if you... There's a little heart that appears. ...of our Game Cola YouTube channel, we did have some video game valentines, and Donkey Kong was one of them, which was pretty wonderful. Yeah, but, no, I was thinking about just because, you know, the heart appears. You know, Mario looks at the princess, and the heart appears because they love each other. So the appearance of hearts indicates a Valentine's Day game? So Legend of Zelda? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legend of Zelda. Yep, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Castlevania? Which Zelda game, though? Which, which one do you think is the most romantic of them all? I think Skyward Sword. The, the new one, because Skyward Sword is the first game, unless I'm mistaken, where the premise is that Link and Zelda are boyfriend-girlfriend, are very close to becoming boyfriend and girlfriend. It's obvious that she likes him and she flirts with him a lot, and he is just oblivious because he's Link. And then she pushes him off a cliff twice. And if that isn't love, what is? Again, I'm going to say Castlevania. There were a lot of hearts in that game. Okay. Okay. I was going to go with the Pride and Prejudice the Pride and Prejudice game. I, I like that one a lot. No, I think that pretty much sums it up. That uh, Welcome to Game Cola. We think that Castlevania is the most romantic Valentine's Day game. Shows our expertise. I actually did uh, do a review for somewhat of a dating game. Uh, if any of you read my Thousand Arms uh, review, it was years ago. It was probably around the time where I couldn't get into any place back far enough in the archives. When I first joined staff, I went through from the very beginning of Game Cola in chronological order and read as many articles as I possibly could to get a feel June for what first, this... June 1st, 19... I mean, 2009. 2009. June 1st, 2009. Oh, was it's... it that recent? It... Wait a minute. That's Medio Xavier's review of this. This isn't yours. Did you do a review of it? <laughs> I'll try to find yours, Jetty. I will try. Hold on, let me see if I can find mine. Uh, I don't see it anywhere. Oh, no. Thanks for joining us on the Game Cola podcast, where we do nothing but make you wait as we look stuff up. I can edit this out. I probably won't. There is nothing coming up. I looked for Jetty 1000. Uh, let's try Alex 1000. Maybe it, you didn't have the nickname Jetty established. I might not have. You can also just look up by uh, my name. And then a going. very special announcement from Neil Ivanone, 2003. Ooh, let's see what he has to say. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. I did that comic. I forgot about that. Bubble Bobble. When did I? Blaster Master? Uh, ooh. Air Fortress. Uh, Rampart. Are you convinced it was on Game Cola? Uh, it, maybe it wasn't. Uh, no, it must have been on my, uh... My personal website back before I actually... Ooh, 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 do a shameless plug for it. I don't have it anymore. Do a shameless plug for it anyhow? Uh, Is it on the Wayback Machine? Uh, I don't know. Technically, uh, I still have the domain name, but there's not really anything there. Uh, but yeah, I used to have a website where I did not very funny comedy stuff. 
And that's actually what uh, led to me getting accepted onto the Game Cola staff. Paul said you weren't very funny, so you're perfect for Game Cola. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so Valentine's Day video games. I'm going to look up Valentine's Day video games, see if there are any. There are some computer games for the old Apple. Well, that's nice. Super Mario Galaxy. That's a couple's game. Um, Lego Star Wars, the complete trilogy. Dance Dance Revolution and Guitar Hero. Endless Ocean. Most of these are Wii games. Naruto Clash of Ninja Revolution. So those are nice Valentine's Day games, I guess. Sure. Nathaniel, don't you play your uh, Lego Star Wars or your Lego games with your special someone? Yes, but that doesn't make the games about Valentine's. Huh, okay. Although there are hearts in those games, too. There are. I think we're on to something. Games with hearts have nothing to do with Valentine's Day. No? Oh, well, here's a nice one. It's it's, uh, the old man from Zelda saying it's dangerous to go alone. Take this, and he gives the person a heart for Valentine's Day. And there's Raccoon Mario hitting a heart piece in order to get a mushroom. I don't remember that happening in any of the games. Don't remember you happening in any of the games. Well, Princess Peach, um, this might be going off topic. It's probably not. I'm sorry, this is a reader mail podcast. Everything <laughs> at this point is off topic. This is the Game Cola podcast. <laughs> Love and video, it, it surprised me, I think. I think Super Mario Galaxy 2 was like the first Mario game where they officially stated that Mario and the princess were like going out. They were a couple. I mean, they explicitly said that. I don't remember it being explicitly stated in the other games. Isn't she always getting married to Bowser? Yeah. She marries Bowser in the Super, Super, uh, whatever you call it, Super Paper Mario. But she was brainwashed into doing it. Bowser was all for it. But oh, she, yeah, yeah, she, she was brainwashed, brainwashed yep. into oh. doing it. Yeah, I believe that. One day we'll talk about games I play. You haven't played any Mario games. Oh, I beg your pardon. I played Paper Mario, and it gave me no interest in playing anything else in the series after that. So I apologize to Paper Mario fanboys and fangirls. And it's fan okay. Cabots. Paper Mario was nominated for the list of the worst 50 games of all time on Game Cola, which I sort of disagreed with. It's It's not a good game. But I think it was, like, far surpassed by the other games in the series. Or, I don't think that. I think the GameCube version, the GameCube Paper Mario, was really the only one I enjoyed playing. The Game Cola Podcast. The Game Cola Podcast. Yes, the Game Cola Podcast. So we've, I think, sufficiently determined that hearts have nothing to do with Valentine's Day, and Valentine's Day has nothing to do with reader mail, and... End podcast? Yeah, I think it's about time to wrap up. I'm sorry, Diana, I know you were excited about potentially being on the podcast, but uh, next time. And we will talk about, um, whatever you call it, St. Patrick's Day video games. Yeah. (laughs) Video games that have uh, shamrocks in them? Well, here we go. You know, GameSpot says that GameSpot actually does have Donkey Kong as one of their Valentine's Day video games. I don't recognize Dante's Inferno. Erno, what the? What does that have to do with Valentine's Day? Obviously, there's love involved. Talks about hamburgers. <laughs> Mass Effect. I've never played that game. Um, Mass Effect teaches us the art of conversation is instrumental in developing long-lasting, loving relationships. Oh, is that what they're getting at? Yeah, apparently. We should talk that's... about game cola articles and encourage people to read our stuff because this is totally like the sellout podcast where we just advertise our own material. Wait, so yeah. if they're saying that uh, you know, how to you know hold a conversation and all that is teaching you Valentine's Day skills, then I guess uh, how to talk to girls, the uh, the Xbox Live yeah. Indie game. <laughs> yes, the Silver Dollar games. <laughs> that should be a Valentine's Day game then. Double Dragon is also on the list. How is that a Valentine's Day game? Teamwork. Teaches <laughs> you teamwork. Okay. The lesson here is that love triangles are bad. Oh, the game teaches about love triangles. Okay. I have no idea. It talks about characters, but I've never played the game, so I don't Mm -hmm. know who they are. I don't think anyone who actually played the game did either, because it was an NES game. Mm -hmm. I mean, the main characters are named Double and Dragon, right? Like, the first player Uh is Double, the second player is Dragon. Is that that correct? 
It all begins when a woman, Marion, is socked in the bread basket and then carried away by a group of thugs. Are you Billy sure you're not Jim- thinking of Indiana Jones? Uh, I'm pretty sure because Billy and Jimmy Lee are busy broing it up in their garage, checking out their sweet bromobile, or brobile, if you will, before they head outside and realize what has happened outside their man cave. <laughs> we need to copy this on our website. This is a good review. Anyway, that's how it sounds. We need to stop advertising other competitors' websites. I mean, not that we have any fear of being overtaken by our competitors, because... Well, it it doesn't say who the author is, so we can't ask the person to put it on our website. Which is why our website is far superior, because we actually give credit to our contributors. Because we love our contributors. We love getting uh, mail and hearing from you guys, and that's why this is the Valentine's Day podcast. Awesome, it all comes full circle. Yes. And crumpets. (laughs) So what's that? Yeah, are we uh, wrapping this up? Is it time to say, hey, go visit our website, GameCola.net. Hey, go check out our YouTube. uh, Wait. The word. If you like hearing about further comments and would like to make your own further comments, please send us an email at podcast at GameCola.net or leave a comment on this post on GameCola.net. Yeah, but what about our YouTube page? What about our YouTube page? What about the YouTube page? What's it's the name of GC. it? It's gc.net. The word dot and the word net. Goes to the ocean. Okay. What? I, I'm checking out other games. The Magic School Bus visits the ocean. I didn't know that was a computer game. Michael, you I think we might have to make our a walkthrough for this, this game. gc.net. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, so go visit our website. Oh, rate us highly on uh, iTunes. Don't you rate us low. Surf it. Exactly. If you don't like us, then just don't rate us. I mean, why waste your time? I mean, granted, you're also listening to this podcast. But anyway, uh, you could waste time by writing, rating us uh, highly. Yeah, the Magic School Bus game does not look that good. Never mind. We're not playing it. So anyway, uh, is this podcast over then? Very this successful? podcast is over! Hey, uh, thank We're you. finished with this podcast. Thank you, everyone. This is podcast number 46. Uh, thank you, Nathaniel and Michael. Yay, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yep, uh, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Are you looking it up? Are we still looking things up? Sorry, I'm actually playing uh, Double Dragon right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kicking some dudes. Oh, now I'm punching them. Oh, man. I'm punching them in the face. Dude, this guy is throwing a barrel at me. Oh, and I threw a barrel at him. I'm kicking him.